Mm-hmm. You're, set, you're setting how you want to feel. You're setting the things that you want to accomplish for that day. Like you're setting mm-hmm. kind of, the, you're setting the tone of your actions and your emotions for yeah. the day. It's energy. So energy is the first thing we like yeah. to teach our clients that um, to recognize the difference in energy. Um, mm. Are you physically tired? Or are you mentally tired? Um, mentally, really, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ever I feel like you you decide that you want something, whether yeah. that's to lead, whether that's mm-hmm. to be a powerful leader, whether that's to be in a relationship. There always has to be a moment of self-reflection. Welcome to Keys to the Culture Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate creatives, entrepreneurs, and innovators who shape the culture around us in the creator economy one post at a time. So in other words, we're rooting for everybody black. So today we have an amazing person on the show that I want to introduce you all to. So let me read a little bit about her so you can get to know her a little bit better. So Coach K is the founder of a new you coaching and consulting firm along with her mother. They started this business because they believe that everyone deserves an opportunity to become the best version of themselves and provide the tools for them to do so. A new you coaching and consulting is a family owned and operated life coaching and consulting company. They develop it a four pay, a four phase system to help individuals become clear on their goals and execute. This is not only an amazing firm, but a dynamic duo that came together to provide you guys with amazing service. So we want to welcome coach K. Thank you. So How much. you doing girl? Good. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for having me. Listen, it's been a long time coming, and I wanted to have this conversation with you. But before mm-hmm. we start, I have one question to ask you. Mm-hmm. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? Mm. Um, I think it's 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 always been right there in our faces. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's ever a point in time where you kind of realize it because, like I said, it's just just always been there. Yeah. Uh, and when you are black, that's that's mostly what you see. Yeah. Um, and then you start to see it replicated in other cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can tell that we are the blueprint. And Period. It's, it's clear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you growing up, did you grow up in this city? Yes. You grew up in LA? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your life growing up and how was it? Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, it's always just been me and my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been a dynamic duo from the start. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's I've always been free to express myself. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a very freeing household. I love it. Um, free to express how I felt about things, free to express what I might want to do or, you know, not do. Yeah. Um, and as I got older, when it, it, it got time to make actual crucial decisions, like, you know, not wanting to go to college and mm-hmm. not wanting to take the traditional route, um, Again, the support was just always there. It was never conditional. Um, And I watched my mother herself kind of um, grow. Mm. Like, you know, get into certain teachings. Um, She got into the law of attraction. She got into, you know, just the power of positivity and that whole movement. And watching her life change in every Mm. single aspect was inspirational I love um, it. and life-changing for me so taking those lessons um and just applying them to my own life and like I said being able to be free and making my own decisions so now mm-hmm. as an adult I have that empowerment like instilled in me to yeah. know that whatever decision that I make I'm supported by the higher power by the yeah. people around me 
And then um, just to know that there is no bad decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that was the biggest lesson. Like, there is no bad decision. If you want it, go for it. Even if it doesn't work out, you got the experience. Absolutely. Um, You know, you grew as a person. So Mm -hmm. it was was a very freeing experience growing up. I love it. Yeah. You know, I really like it, too, because it reminds me of me and my mom. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with my mom, a single parent. And my mom is more on the religious side, but we have such a close relationship and I've been able to bring those concepts about the power of attraction and positive thinking as well to my mom and that has positively like changed our relationship as well so just how we raise our kids is so vital and important and the conversations that we have so just having those conversations with your mom how has she impacted your life in a positive way um I think the 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 biggest lesson that she taught me was that um there's power in focusing on you first before anything yeah. else. And if you do that, you will more powerfully impact the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, not being scared to be kind of selfish in a way. But selfish yeah. in a good way. Selfish so you can be selfless. Like mm. the power of both. Because I think we're always taught that selfish is a, a like it has a negative connotation to yeah. it. But when you see the result of it on the other end, if mm-hmm. it's practiced the right way, um, you see how powerful it is. And then I think that the second thing she really the, the second positive impact was the power of imagination. Like mm. really understanding that your imagination is your superpower. Like yes, it is. So when we grow up and we hear, um, you know, how powerful the mind is, we don't really get that. Mm-hmm. But when we when we understand that, if you can just consciously be aware of attaining it, if you are consciously aware of you already having it, yeah. How much like that's seventy percent of the the, the process. Mm-hmm. The rest is the work mm-hmm. that you have to put in. But if you are already consciously aware of having it and you have it in your mind yeah. first the the possibilities are endless so I agree yeah I agree 100 percent and for you like you know growing up with your mother and all the amazing things mm-hmm. she's done because her mom is here hey mama <laughs> and uh <laughs> and um you know just having that that relationship with her how has that impacted your relationship with other women mm. um I go into friendships Mm -hmm. and um, or partnerships or whatever the case may be collaborations with other Mm -hmm. women um with a very how can I put it like understanding and compassionate mindset Mm -hmm. uh, but also an empowering mindset you know growing growing up and us being the only two women in the household Mm -hmm. like empowering each other um you take that and you take that into relationships friendships and you know business relationships, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can just, you can go into it with compassion and understanding because you know that nothing is personal. You don't take anything personal. Um, so you don't have that, like, you against me mentality. Yes. Um, there's no defense. Up, yeah. You know, um, and I think that's been, I think they say that um, your relationship with your mother, like, that's the first female relationship that you have. And that's if that's healthy... You can develop healthier friendships and relationships, but also, like, my standard was higher, though. Come on. My standard for what a friendship looked like with other women was high. So when you get into situations where you can sense the the defense, when you can sense the kind of, yeah. like, that competitive feel, um, mm-hmm. yes, you have compassion, but you know, like, you deserve better than that. 
yes. when it comes, to, you know, because that's what you're used to. Um, so it, it definitely helps set the standard for what yeah. it looks like partnering or collaborating or having friendships with other women. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You know, for you as being a, a coach and consultant, um, one of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about that is women. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of women, you know, we have our influences from our family, and that can be negative influences as well. Yeah. And we can take those things that go out into the world, and then we start, you know, putting that on relationships, whether that be romantic relationships, our friendships. And in your line of work, do you feel like there's a lot of women who need a lot of guidance in just relationships in general? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like all of them. Um, yes. There, there's it's so many layers <laughs> to relationships. So many. Yeah. Um, the first one starts with the first layer is never taking anything personal, though. Mm. That's where I see a lot of relationships fail, whether it's romantic or platonic or, you know, business is taking things personally. Yeah. So the first lesson is to always learn, like, whatever anybody's going through or however somebody treats you is mm-hmm. a reflection of what they're going through. So yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with you. You should never take it personally. Yeah. And when you do take it personally, that can cause that conflict. But when you don't, you kind of allow for somebody to be them in their space and you can set that boundary, but there is no, again, yep. sense of like um, this back and forth or just that kind of, uh, I won't say competition, but just the conflict, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's the first lesson mm-hmm. that anybody that I've, that I've coached, I'd have to teach because I mean, if you can dissect what might be going on in that yeah. issue of that relationship, it's, they, they took something personal in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I always say? It's always a root cause to something. Mm-hmm. That's why I try like to be very compassionate and very understanding when people, you know, they have an a, a initial issue with something. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've said some things to people, and I'm very, very honest, mm-hmm. but I can be, be very blunt mm-hmm. when I say it, and people <laughs> take at me like, I don't like that. I'm like, well, I apologize for my delivery. Yeah. But this is the truth. And, you know, if someone takes it in a negative way, then I'm looking at, okay, what, what is this coming up for them? What, mm-hmm. is, what is that that's coming up? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's always that root cause mm-hmm. of something that happened. It could be childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. a relationship they had that it was a traumatic experience. Someone hurt them. And, you know, romantic relationships yeah. can have a, a huge toll on how they communicate with people. Yeah. So communication skills, I think, yeah. is something that a lot of us have to work on. Yeah. And do you see that a lot? It's just a, it comes down to a lot of communication and yeah. our communication styles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you just said something powerful. Like I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of people say, like, I'm just an honest person. I'm just honest. I'm blunt. Yeah. And, but I've never heard them say, if the person gets defensive, I apologize for my delivery. Listen, like that's a big one. I've like, been through some know, things. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like apologizing mm-hmm. for okay, I'm sorry it came off that way. Yeah. But the message is still there. Mm-hmm. Um you always hear people kind of just saying, you know, I am blunt, that just is what it is. Yeah. And you just take it for what it is. But being able to apologize for the delivery, I think, can yeah. change that trajectory of that conversation a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through some things, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what you've been through some things you learn from yeah. it, I think that's the lesson. People have mm-hmm. to learn. It's a lesson yeah. when you go through things. But if you still stay in it, then there's no yeah. growth that's happening there, right? Yeah. So just let's talk about a new you, coaching mm-hmm. and consulting. What is that and why did you go into coaching and consulting? 
Well, <laughs> we started off uh, in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were we were fitness coaches and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a weight gainer. My mother's a weight loser. So Come on. we kind of tackled both uh, sides of things. Mm-hmm. And we were doing these two-week challenges. Uh, yeah. They were extremely successful. We were building a crazy community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was lucrative. It was amazing to have that community. Um, and... Outside of doing the, the two-week challenges, we were also doing individual coaching, mm. just working with that person to get to whatever that goal weight was. Um, not training, but coaching on the the, yeah. the mindset aspect and, you know, some meal plans and some workout plans. Uh, and we got a client. Mm-hmm. Her name was Chanel, and she came to lose weight. Yeah. And we were working with her, but she was very open to, like, she had a, she had a, um, a networking business she was a part of and mm-hmm. she was growing this business. So she was in entrepreneurship. She was a mother. She was a wife. She was trying to balance all these areas, still work on herself, obviously yeah. lose weight. And she let us in, like she let us into wow. her entire life. Like, I don't know if it's the things we were saying, but she was like, this could apply to everything. So that relationship that we built with her and how we helped her, mm-hmm. um, kind of grow in other areas outside of mm-hmm. fitness changed the entire course of, what we thought we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and experiencing her was like taking that moment to sit down and say, that was nice to be able to impact somebody's entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are always grateful to her for that. And mm-hmm. once we um, kind of got out of that experience and as we were working with her, we decided we want to work with people in other areas of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, establishing what that might look like and mm-hmm. doing the research and, and we came to uh, life coaching. Mm. <laughs> that was um, a a trade we can get into to yeah. help get our foot in the door. Yeah. Um, and we learned a lot taking that course. Uh, coming out of that course and continuously working with um, somebody like Chanel and other clients that we started to attract that was just like her. Yeah. We started to really develop what we wanted our coaching to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, a new you came, though, and, like, the name came when we were in fitness. I think we were sitting there having a conversation, and a new you just came in the midst of the conversation. Yeah. It was like, we like that. We like the name. Mm-hmm. So the name went from a new you total body wellness to mm-hmm. a new you, I think it was total body fit, uh, to a new you coaching and consulting because mm-hmm. we were like, um, at, we, regardless of the area, that you need help in, mm-hmm. we can establish the foundation that you need to get to whatever goal it is. Yes. Um, so, you know, we established our, our, you know, our system, our way of coaching, and we have been able to coach people, whether it's a fitness goal, whether they're a mother, whether they wow. are trying to mend their relationship, whether it's like their mm-hmm. marriage or their relationship with their kids, um, business, you know, yeah. building a business. And it's all with just the, the basic fundamentals that you need mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So life coaching, if you can break that down, how would you break that down? Life coaching is a very broad industry. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were in the course, there mm-hmm. were coaches, like we were able to mingle with other coaches. So there were coaches that identified themselves in all you know areas. So there yeah. was a relationship coach in there. There was a trauma coach. There were um, you know other people I spoke with that was a health coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was their focus. Like that was their niche. So yeah. with life coaching, you're able to decide what your niche is going to be and what that's going to look like. And um, so life coaching in itself, mm-hmm. in my opinion, doesn't necessarily have a specific description. 
Mm. Um, so as we were developing our program, we decided what is our niche? What yeah. What is that thing that we specialize in? And for us, that was high performance. Mm. Um, for us, that was working with people who identified as being great, whether that was being a great mother, whether that was being a great business owner, whether yeah. that was being great just in their own, own personal, you know, just ambitious, just yeah. driven, and making them even better. Like, mm-hmm. we just realized mm-hmm. that that's where our power is. We can take someone who's great and make them even better. Yes. Um, so high performance has been our, our focus from there. Mm-hmm. And that is what we that is what we have shifted to. Um, and that's where we excel in. It's yeah. just high performance coaching. So that, that covers a multitude of different things. Yeah. But, you know, with these high performers, you know, what has been some of the biggest challenges that you have faced? Um, the first is understanding that going from coaching somebody who is um, lacking in the fundamentals, you know, like consistency. Mm. Um, That's my problem. (laughs) Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kinds. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. (laughs) You know, lacking the fundamentals, um... And mm-hmm. like consistency or believing in themselves and things like that, the process to take somebody from that to just good, yeah. Just, okay, now I'm consistent. Now I'm to taking somebody who's like who's coming to you like I don't struggle with consistency. I'm good. Like I I have the vision. I have the dream. Mm-hmm. I have the discipline. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. want somebody on my side who's gonna make me feel unstoppable because I have these things coming up. I have these mm. obstacles coming up and. I need somebody there to let me know, like, we can run through that wall. So it's like, that work is a lot, the value is different. Yeah. The value is Mm -hmm. different. Um, And that's the challenge, is understanding, like, your value as a coach to that person Mm -hmm. is making them feel empowered. Your value as a coach to that person is making them feel truly unstoppable, Mm. um, keeping them high. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's taking somebody from being low to high, but keeping somebody at a high, you know, cons- yeah. high vibration at that high level. Mm. Um, that's a challenge in itself. Yeah. It's a wonderful challenge. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of like my thing. Yeah. Like, um, like when I'm on something, I'm on it. Yeah. But then some I don't know I feel like the battery just burn out. I don't know. Burn if it's, out. It's a big one. Burn it's out. a big one. I get tired, y'all. I be so drained, especially it's hard when you're doing it by yeah. yourself. Because yeah. I can be the top performer. You be like, Marsh, you just, you're doing so much. And then I'll be like, okay, I need to break. Yeah. Like yeah. right it's now, energy. vacation. Mm-hmm. I need that. So I need my vacation immediately I, because I think we, we don't recharge sometimes. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like we don't do. And if you don't have a team around you that can kind of carry mm. the torch, yeah. if I step away for a week yeah. and be like, I'm off the grid, y'all, for like a week, yeah. I need somebody to take, the, yeah. to take that torch and run with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the problem, too. You know, have you seen that in your line of work? Yes, it's, it's energy. So energy is the first thing we like yeah. to teach our clients that, um, to recognize the difference in energy. Um, mm. Are you physically tired or are you mentally tired? Um, mentally. Really? <laughs> right? 
really understanding the difference yeah. between the two because you know what you need to do if you're physically tired mm-hmm. that's rest that's just you know that's certain things that you might need to just stop in kind of um you might need to just have that rest day Mm-hmm. mentally tired yeah that means that you don't have something in place that is refueling you every single day that's that that's mindfulness that's that mm. meditation that's that morning routine that's that daily practice that you do to because because yeah. energy is infinite it doesn't mm-hmm. really run out it's just we have to constantly recharge ourselves to I your like point mm-hmm. um so that we can stay at that high level mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing for high performers is they don't recognize mm-hmm. the nuance in between like I have this high, like I'm at 100, and they don't recognize like 90, 80. It's either I'm at 100 or I'm at zero. Yeah. So they need to always be at 100 to feel their best self. How do we keep that person at 100 is maintaining that routine, that daily, yeah. you know, morning, that practice, and making sure that your mental energy is there. And then if you are having some type of physical fatigue, that's fine. Take a rest day. Yeah. Take a day. Like, it's all right. Yeah. And then I'm, re- I'm recharged the next day. Uh, mental energy is always the toughest one to overcome, though, because yeah. that one takes a lot more um diligent practice yeah. and routine like i said meditation yes. taking a bath every day whatever that thing might be that recharges you mentally mm-hmm. staying away from social media so that you're not so overstimulated uh you know <laughs> all those kind of things um and then like you said team oh my god that's so so important um mm-hmm. high performers Building a high-performing team. A lot of times the challenge is that they just hire somebody that might be good at what they do, and they're not truly connected as a team. It's not like, how far are we about to go? It's just, okay, I'm hiring this person. They can edit. They can do this. They can do that. As long as the job is done, I'm cool. But do you know that person? Like, we have an editor right now, and I think we have hired the perfect editor because not only is he good at what he does, but... He is committed to getting better and better. I love like it. His, like, he's committed to his craft. Yes. And so it's when you mm-hmm. say, like, somebody you can pass the torch to, somebody you can trust, yeah. that's somebody you can trust on your team that's also high-performing. So it's making sure that you have a high-performance team. Yes. Um, not that you're the only high-performer on the team and you're mm-hmm. just hiring somebody that has the skill or the talent. It has to be the drive, but they also have to be connected to your vision. Yes. They have to be connected to where you want to take this. Like... <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I need you yeah. on my team. <laughs> yeah. they, they have to be connected to yes. where you want to take take the vision, and, mm-hmm. and they have to understand and they have to know. Like when they sign up with you, they're signing up to to also perfect themselves and also become better. And so when you ask the question, or when you're mm-hmm. in that hiring process, it's not like, okay, what are you good at? It's mm-hmm. how good are you willing to become? And that if they're if they're you, you can tell by if yeah. they're you know they're meant to be on your high performing team based off that the answer to that question. You know she is so good, y'all. <laughs> she is so good. Okay, I'm hiring some people top of the year, so I'm gonna hire her. Yes, yes. Um, I feel so seen because <laughs> because I feel like as a high performer, like I'm going back to the point of recharging. Mm-hmm. it's just a lot when you're doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I use a lot of brain power because mm-hmm. I always say I'm a nerd. I don't care. I, I sit in front of my computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 
I use a lot of brain power and it's just so draining. And I always tell people like, I just have to like chill. Like at the end of the day, I don't even watch TV really. Mm -hmm. I'll sit in front of the TV, I will find something to watch mm -hmm. and I'll just sit there if it's like an hour, two hours, and then I'll just rest the rest of the night because I need to like have that unwind because my mind is constantly going all day and sitting in front of the computer. So it's so important to have those rest times. Mm -hmm. And I think we get so far away from that and we're such in grind mode and we're so much into, I have to get this bag, I have to get this money. And it becomes a hamster wheel mm -hmm. and we don't get off of it. Right. And it's tiring, <laughs> it's so it tiring. Yeah. And I see that a lot just in my friend group, entrepreneur group, and you know, back to the team thing, hiring the right people getting the right people in your corner. So as far as you helping with that aspect, do you help them put together a team or with the hiring process? How does that work? Yeah, um, the first thing is identifying who do you need. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times the biggest thing is they're not willing to let a lot go. Like I can see what they need, but they're just not willing to let it go. And I understand that. It's a lot. Um, and there's so many different ways to do it. You know, you, I've worked with a client who, mm -hmm. you might not have the capital. Like, you might yeah. not just be there yet. Like, you might not have the, the funds yeah. to hire what you need to hire. Um, but it's about going down to your local college. Hire people that are beginning um, also. Because the at the, bottom, at the end of the day, it's not really about what that person can do or how much that person has accomplished. Again, it's mm -hmm. about what that person is willing to learn and, and how that person is willing yeah. to grow. So if you can hire somebody that's also at the beginning and be and that's willing to come with you and, and maybe they don't want to charge anything. Maybe yeah. they want to prove themselves. Maybe they're in the beginning stages of their career and they mm -hmm. want to build their portfolio. Like really yeah. networking in that sense. Um, so finding different ways to do that regardless of what the obstacle might be. So sometimes it's funding. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not wanting to let go of control. Uh, so I also have a client who she just hired a personal assistant. So she's like, I want to do everything yeah. in my business. I don't want to let go of control of yeah. anything. But I need somebody to help me prep my meals. I need somebody mm. to help me find, you know, my meal prep, what that's going to be every week, find networking events for me to go to on a personal level. I love so, that. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, if you're not willing to relinquish control on a business you know, front, maybe it'll work better in your personal life, whatever is going to allow that balance for you. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's about really understanding mm -hmm. where they're well, where they're willing to relinquish control, because mm. it's also that if I want to, if I want it done right, I got to do it myself. So, mm. <laughs> but yep. you allow yourself <laughs> to truly thrive in your craft, if mm -hmm. you're doing everything else. So it's like, we want you to focus on what you're good at. We mm. want you to be there 100%, and you can't do that if you're trying to do everything else. Um, so how do we find a way to allow you to thrive in your craft mm -hmm. so that you can, I mean, and allow other people to do their job and thrive in their craft yeah. so that everybody can show up 100%. Um, so yes, definitely helping them find whatever that looks like. But that starts with identifying first, where are mm -hmm. you willing to relinquish yeah. control? Uh, where are you comfortable doing that? And then, you know, we can't we can't act like, you know, funding yeah. and cost is not a factor. So then Absolutely. that's the next step. Where, where do we find these people? Are they college students again? Are they people just beginning in their journey? What's your budget yeah, for that? Yeah. And let's, let's create that plan. Oh, my God, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> because I feel like, oh, man, I have an idea. I, I'm going to talk to you after. <laughs> I have ideas as I go, y'all. Um, 
What's crazy is, you know, just listening to what you're saying, and all I see is my friends mm -hmm. and everything that they're going through, like trying to run a business and have a personal life. So how does the coaching and consulting work on the personal aspect? Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about business, but as a personal, how do you approach that with your clients? Um, it's knowing that it all matters mm -hmm. and you're not going to show up 100%. For your business or yeah. for whatever it is this goal that you're going for if you're not showing up on a personal aspect yeah. um so it's routine i think mm -hmm. that's that's sometimes we overcomplicate it but routine and planning yeah takes care of 90 percent of the issue so yeah. making sure that we hold them accountable to planning out mm. what their month looks like planning out what their week looks like yeah. um and don't just plan all the business stuff i have to do or all the days i need to work out or whatever the case is but plan your solo dates yeah plan your date with your significant other plan the time to go out plan all that plan everything um mm -hmm. and then the morning evening routines uh, making sure that you have a routine set yeah. in place um so that the things that matter to you get done Mm -hmm. And if you separate life by categories, you have physical, you have um, mental, you have spiritual, yeah. you have business, you have relationships. Mm -hmm. So mental, spiritual, wake up, meditate. Mm -hmm. Okay, you just take care of that. Set yeah. your intentions for the day. Journal, do gratitude. You just take care of that. Yeah. Um, when do you want to work out? Get it over with in the morning? Well, you just take care of physical. And then if you meal prep, that makes your life even easier. So mm. now you got to just heat your food up like... How do we make sure that things are just as easy as possible for you to do? And that starts with the prep and the planning of that process. So mm -hmm. it takes a lot less discipline to do these things daily. It takes a lot more discipline to yeah. sit down on a Sunday and say, all right, what does my week look like? How That's am I, it. You know, how am I setting up my week? And yeah. that in itself is, is a lot of discipline. It's harder to do that and then as opposed to doing it every day. Because when you do that, it's mm -hmm. easy to implement it every day. Yeah. Um, so just sitting down on that that Sunday or that Saturday and planning out the week. Just the just the next yeah. seven days. You know yeah. what? I did used to do that. I'm telling y'all a lot of my business. I <laughs> I did do that a lot um before I have a board where I'll write down mm -hmm. like what is my four goals for the day. And I would do that and I kinda got away from that. Yeah. But I, t I literally just told my mom the other day, I said, I gotta start writing that back down. Because if I don't have kind of like my morning routine or at least have goals set, mm -hmm. I feel like my day is all over the place. Mm -hmm. So how does the morning routine positively impact somebody in their day, their entire day? I feel like it sets the tone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It sets the tone. Um, and it's how you want to set your tone. Like mm -hmm. you set, you're setting how you want to feel. You're setting the things that you want to accomplish for that day. Like you're setting mm -hmm. kind of, the, you're setting the tone of your actions and your emotions for yeah. the day. So if you have that time to meditate, to set your intentions on how you want to feel, to show gratitude, now you're setting yourself up on a positive note. Mm -hmm. And then if you set up, if you can take some time, we call it a buffer block. Yeah. And that buffer block can take 10 minutes. It could take 30 minutes. It could take an hour. But the buffer block is a time where you, do all the tedious work. You look at mm -hmm. your emails. Mm -hmm. you, re you reply to comments that were made from a post you made yesterday. Yeah. Um, you do all the little tedious tasks. You look at your to-do list, and you take that time to just do all those things. Yeah. So now, okay, I, I've checked all my emails. I've caught up. I've caught up on social media engagement. Mm -hmm. um, I have, you know, text my clients for the day, sent them more to motivation, whatever that thing might be. Um, and I've checked my to-do list. So mm -hmm. now I've, I've kind of gained that control. So that buffer block also really helps to have that time to do those type of things. Um, 
and now you're set up. So you know exactly what you need to do today. There's no there's no guesswork. When yeah. you have no guesswork on what needs to be done today, that's good. You're good. Like mm-hmm. you have full control. I think it's really yes. about control. Like having that control mm-hmm. over your day. But do we have control? Well, if you have control, <laughs> <laughs> if you have control over things you can control, when That's the it. uncontrollable comes up, it's a lot easier to manage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you always been here? Like at this point in your life, the where you fully understand <laughs> the scope of how things need to be to make your day, your life, mm-hmm. what you want it to be? Have you always been there or was it a journey? It was a journey. It Let's talk about journey. it. Like, <laughs> um, well, obviously in school, you're never mm-hmm. really a planner. You don't really right. do those That's things. Fact. Like they give you the planner every year, you throw it away, you don't look at it. Never. Um, just not your thing. And then, you know, you get older and then you start to figure out the things that work for you. So mm-hmm. I, I do think that um, <clears throat> stepping into coaching helped that. I don't know where I would be in the, in yeah. terms of like how I set up my day or what my day looks like if I didn't take this career path. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what I choose to do and how I choose to look at life has to do with what I tell other people to do. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a sense of responsibility to I have to practice what I preach. Um, but it's it's been a lot of, I think it came from, I have to go back to that client that we had um, mm-hmm. that really changed the trajectory of how we wanted to do things. And it was like, I started to really research. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes the most successful people successful? Like, what is it? Like, what are these people doing? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) you start to see everybody doing the same thing and saying the same thing, and they're giving you the recipe. It's the morning routine. It's it's setting your day up. It's having your evening routine. It's Mm -hmm. being my, practicing mindfulness. Um, So personal development, Mm -hmm. listening to those, uh, those, those morning motivational videos, listening to your favorite speakers um, and giving yourself range in your personal development. Mm -hmm. So, listening to multiple people at once, you know, reading, you know, yeah. audio books, listening to audio books or reading books, um, and really getting into the personal development world, I think had a huge impact. Yeah. Um, because you start to hear the things that people are saying that's going to make you successful. And again, mm-hmm. it's the very basics. It's like yeah. start your day, how you want the day to go instead of just getting up and scrolling social media and just getting your day started. Yes. Like take control. Like that, I think that was the, I think we all get a different message from what we listen yeah. to. We can listen to the same thing and get a different message. That's a fact. Um, the message I've always gotten was control, like mm-hmm. just gain control. And if you can get, just gain control over the day, you can gain control over your life. You know, ultimately. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think a lot of personal development yeah. plays a huge role in yeah. where I am today. Yeah, because, you know, I have a friend of mine. He he wants to get into life coaching at some mm-hmm. point. He was like, I have to do the work first. Mm-hmm. I have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, you know, in, in really being prepared because you can't really lead anybody unless you haven't properly done the work yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the self-development we mm-hmm. talked about. And what has your journey in business been? Has it always been, because, you know, business is a roller coaster, so it'll be up and down. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the challenges that you face just in developing your own business? Um, hmm. Challenges. The biggest challenge for me has been um, finding what my specialty was going to be. Mm. Um in the coaching game, like, yeah. what are you yeah. going to be known for? Um, 
That was the first challenge. The second one is now once you figure it out, is figuring out how to communicate that. Like, how do you get your message across? Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. That's been, you know, my biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. But, of course, as you're on your journey, you face other challenges, like business-to-business relationships, finding those, the the team, finding your team. That's also, you know, a challenge that we face. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been so fun. Like, you know, it's just, it's it's the trade-off of... I can build this business mm-hmm. exactly the way I want it to be. Nobody else can tell me how I can build yeah. this. Like I have full control over how I want this to look, how far I want this to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that trade-off of knowing that you have that control in the palm of your hand mm-hmm. versus these challenges that we go through mm-hmm. has always been worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think the biggest challenge is finding out how to communicate your message, especially in this time of social media yes. where – we're almost solely dependent on it to yeah. build our business. Yeah. Uh, so also us realizing that in this industry, mm-hmm. um, I think I use social media for a clutch as a clutch for a while. Mm. Um, and then as I've grown, especially this year, I've realized social media actually does not, my success doesn't depend on social media. That was like a big, like a wake up call. Talk about me. it. Um, it's really about relationships. Like it's really about networking and how you, handle other people and how you handle opportunity and how yeah. you collaborate with other people just somebody you might meet at a networking event or somebody mm-hmm. you might meet at the grocery store like valuing that how, like how you're meeting people every single day um the real world experience so yeah. i think that's been the biggest i think we go through challenges and waves so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the latest challenge was that just just understanding that for us and yeah. navigating how we want to use social media versus how we want to really be out here impacting the community and yeah. be out here networking um, and having those actual yeah. real life experiences. Um, so yeah, that's that's been the main challenge for, mm-hmm. for us right now. But I think we've we've we're ending the year like getting through that challenge. So mm-hmm. now you know going mm-hmm. into the new year, we're just super excited because we have now grasp that concept and we have now gotten to the city and got into the real world and Mm -hmm. now we're having these experiences and um letting go of social media not letting it go like using it for what it's it's used for but i think so many entrepreneurs you know come and they're like i don't know how to use social media i don't know how to use a platform i don't know how to grow my following and it's like it's just one way like that's just one way to go (laughs) right that's it right that's not the way it's just right so if you're having you're having problems with it there's so many other ways to build your business Mm -hmm, and get out mm -hmm, there, get out mm -hmm. into the real world and build those relationships. Let people see your face. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm in the marketing and branding space. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to people, social media is always at the top of your list. I don't know how to make content. I'm like, first of all, (laughs) let's talk about building your brand first. I said, then we build a community around it. Then you have to build relationships. I said, social media is just a tool. Mm -hmm. That's it. It is yeah. just a tool, and I think we get so attached to it because it's, it's entertainment. It passes the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. get lost on social media, all of a sudden we scrolling for like, it'd be, you look up, it's two yeah. hours. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, <laughs> I wasted some time. Right. But, you know, in social media, because you have quite a bit of a following on social media. Mm-hmm. So speaking as a person in business, how has social media been used as a tool for you, mm-hmm. for one? Mm-hmm. And then... In using social media, how has it positively benefited your business from social media? Um, I think that 
well, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. uh, I built my, my following in fitness. Yeah. So in transitioning from fitness to high performance coaching, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a drop. No. <laughs> so okay. uh, when I was in fitness, the following, it was very, um, it was very beneficial for my business. And yeah. that's where all my business came from. Mm-hmm. And making that shift and mm-hmm. watching the numbers drop, watching the engagement drop, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it hit the ego before it hit anything else. Yeah. Of course. But then once I kind of came out of it and was like, all right, well, if it, it almost felt like I was starting from zero, like I had the numbers there, yeah. but I'm starting from zero right now. And now I have to build a whole new community. I have to yeah, build a yeah. whole new audience that resonates with what I'm actually saying now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the numbers mattered when the audience fit what I was selling. Yeah. Um, so growing a following is one yes. thing, growing a following that, um, that hasn't, that's, that's, that the basis of the audience matches Mm -hmm. what you're trying to sell or what your message is, is a whole other thing. And you can attract a following based off one post, based Mm -hmm. off a couple viral posts that has actually nothing to do with what you're selling. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So the the number definitely does not matter. Mm -hmm. Um, What I have found though was in building it, there's always those like, there's always that one person that comes along every few months that, has shifted the trajectory of my business. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of my exposure, because yeah. of who I have exposure to. So I've had very powerful yeah. like connections throughout That's time. Good. So it's not the quantity, it's been the quality yeah. um, of the people I've been able to meet. I love that. Through leveraging my following. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that the numbers matter because mm-hmm. I've seen people with 6,000 followers in a million dollar business. Um, it's, it's the relationship, about it. <laughs> it's yeah. how you're, it's how you're getting out there. Like it's, yeah. it's really how you're, you're, um, what do they call it? Uh, cutting your teeth mm-hmm. is how you're just kind of, um, taking opportunities and meeting people and networking. It's, it's really that that's the power of building a business. Yeah. yeah. And I love how you said that, you know, from switching over to high performance mm-hmm. coaching, and how your audience change, and when when you're nurturing your audience with the type of content that you want them yeah. to really navigate and create a community around, mm-hmm. I think people kind of miss that point mm-hmm. because a lot of it is about the content. If it, if it matches your brand, yeah. and if I want to sell, I don't know, bracelets. If I'm selling bracelets, right, right. but I'm talking about yeah. – my daily meals that has nothing to do with me yeah. selling braces. So I, my community is not connecting with yeah. what I'm trying to sell them. Right. So I have to create content that matches my brand for one yeah. and creates a community. Could you attach lifestyle to your braces? Absolutely. Yeah. But you got to know how to properly do that on social media. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So in that aspect of social media is there any tools and is there any steps that you use to even grow your brand, even when you were doing fitness, mm. that will be beneficial to people who are in business today? Um, I think, well, yeah, when I was doing fitness, um, mm-hmm. it was understanding, I think finding that niche, yeah. right? Understanding that it's fitness, but fitness has so many different realms. So for yeah. me, it was weight gain. So connecting to the people that wanted to gain weight mm-hmm. was, you know, really what it looked like. Um, and being able to making sure that I spoke to those people. So yeah. making sure that every post was geared around how to gain weight. What do you need to do to gain weight? Like, there we go. <laughs> that. 
Um, and I'm doing the same thing right now. And mm-hmm. like I said, at one point when I made the shift initially, I seen the numbers drop. And now yeah. that I am standing in my message unapologetically and not trying to fit everybody, because I think you go through that. If you make that shift in business, like when I first started fitness, it went from trying to target everybody to finding the niche. Come when on. I shifted into high yeah. performance coaching, it was trying to target everybody to finding your niche. So every time you step into a new realm, or anytime you step into a new business, whether yeah. it's new or whether it's a transition, yeah. um, you're going to have to find that thing that you speak to unapologetically so yeah. you can find your tribe. So it. it's it's stepping into your message unapologetically mm-hmm. without comparison to other people in your field so mm-hmm. that you can find your tribe and they start to come, you start to attract them. Yeah. Do you think uh, personal branding has been beneficial as well? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding who Coach K is versus understanding what who a new you coaching and consulting is. Um, it's beneficial, but it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to build two brands at one time, but what I have found is mm-hmm. helpful is building your personal brand and then funneling people from your personal brand to your business is the best way to do it. The easiest way to do it is what I found. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> she know what she's talking about, y'all. Listen. <laughs> it's my new friend, y'all. <laughs> Um, I feel like, oh, you know, you know so much. I think a lot of, um, young people, they get so engulfed in social media and it just becomes of, I'm just sharing every step of my life. How has not sharing every part of your life been beneficial in building your brand as well? Because you don't have to show every aspect of what you do on the daily to build an effective brand and also be able to book your clients. That's a good question, mm-hmm. man. Um, I think I struggle with that for a minute. But I had to sit down and say, what is your message? Mm-hmm. And, okay, you're stepping into high performance. Yeah. You're stepping into this unapologetically. And what does that mean for what life looks like for you and what you're going to show now? Yeah. Um, you have to be it. So people can see it and then they will believe it. So how do you show that you are being that person that you are trying to target? Yeah. And that's the only focus. And, mm-hmm. and that translates. You can make that work in anything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can show whatever you want as long as you intentionally make sure that the message is the undertone of whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're posting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think utilizing your story versus your page and understanding the difference between the two. Because I think your story is like, that's the people that's rocking with you. Like yes. They care about what's going on in your life. So that's day-to-day stuff. And that's still mm-hmm. intentional. Um, and then your page, that's a mm-hmm. whole different, that's like your business card. It's almost like yes. your website to a certain extent. So that's all message. Like everything on there is some type of message or some type of brand voice in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Um, so understand the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. I haven't dabbled in different platforms just yet. Yeah. Uh, we are starting a series, so we will be utilizing YouTube and TikTok and other platforms. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is just my experience has solely been on Instagram yeah. um, as far as social media so far. So I'm excited to see and, and understand the difference in like other platforms and kind of how it works. But that's, yeah. that's just been my personal experience so far. That's and, really good. Yeah. yeah. And I can clearly understand you understand branding and marketing, too. <laughs> You're getting really? into it. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> yes. Because the conversations you're having is the conversations I have with my clients. Mm-hmm. Literally the same conversations because a lot of people, when they're starting a brand or business, 
Um, for one, they struggle with understanding the difference between branding and marketing. Um, and then how to utilize social media. So you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. Like you're doing really <laughs> good. Like I love what you're doing. You. And you know, when it comes to coaching, what do you say to someone who has already reached the financial accolades in life? Mm -hmm. They've already had a successful business and they're looking for what's next. Mm. I think that's the most exciting question. What's yeah. next? Like, uh, uh, I think in coaching somebody who is reaching accomplishments and their focus is what's next, that person, like, there's there's no such thing as an ultimate goal for that person. Mm. It's just how far can I go? Like, what am I yeah. capable of achieving? What am I capable mm -hmm. of accomplishing in my life? Um, and But for some people, that's different. So we coach people who have that mindset strictly in business. Like, I've yeah. accomplished this, what's next? And it's yeah. like, all right, let's, let's, what's next? Like, what do yeah. we, you know? Um, but it's some people who's like, okay, I've accomplished this in business. Now I want to start a family. Now yeah. I want to do this. Now I want to do X. Um, and I think that constant pursuit of just excellence, because that person that has that mindset probably is, has excelled in business and they want to excel as a mother. Yeah. And they want to excel as a, as a family man. And they want to excel, you know, in their business or as a wife or whatever the case is. So it's like, that mindset of excellence translates into every area. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as long as that's the mindset, the process, the the planning is going to be different, but the process yeah. is the same. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the most exciting, I guess, journey for us as coaches. Like mm -hmm. when we do encounter somebody who has that mindset, like that goal that that person wants to hit isn't their ultimate goal. They're not like, okay, yeah. once I hit that, I'm done. They're like, we know we want to get there because there's stuff after. Yeah. So it's like a never-ending journey. And that's the most exciting thing. So, um, and, and when you deal with that type of person, I don't think it's more so advice that needs to be given. I think mm -hmm. it's just that constant sense of empowerment, mm -hmm. like that constant uplifting. Like, okay, I accomplished this. Let's reset. Let's celebrate. You yeah. have to celebrate. If you continue to go for different goals and accomplish one thing after another after another and you never celebrate, now we have wow. to question what you're after. Like, okay, what is this about? Is this about your self-worth? Like, mm -hmm. are you trying to accomplish something because you feel as though maybe you're not worthy or you're not enough? Like, we have to question that if you're not... Mm -hmm celebrating you're it's like you're after something you're trying to fill this void. yeah but when you encounter somebody who celebrates along the way and i think holding them accountable to celebration yeah. like no that was big like let's make this yeah. a thing take a vacation do something like let's celebrate that let's acknowledge that and then let's so keep good. going um and it, it's just an exciting journey and our only job is to constantly uplift that person up and per that person know like if you did that, you could definitely do this. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I think they thrive off that excitement. Like, yeah. let's do it. Like, yeah. it's, it's always this constant, like, okay, like, let's do it. Yeah, and, you know, I want to briefly touch on relationships briefly, because mm -hmm. I'm not a relationship podcast, but <laughs> when it comes to healing yeah. um, and how important healing is in not only in the relationship, but also leading in business, mm -hmm. how important is that? Well, um, let me ask, when you say healing, what do you mean? Healing, I mean from trauma that has happened in your life. Um, and sometimes it can negatively affect 
the relationships in your life, whether that be in business or that is in your personal life. So how can I effectively be a leader if there are some healing components that I need to work on? Um, whenever I feel like you, you decide that you want something, whether yeah. that's to lead, whether that's mm -hmm. to be a powerful leader, whether that's to be in a relationship, there always has to be a moment of self-reflection. Like, okay, let me step back, let me ask myself, yeah. um, what are my strengths and weaknesses in this, in this area? Mm -hmm. um, and there's some things you're going to be able to answer, and there's yeah. some things you're going to just have to do. And then you're going to have to, your weaknesses are going to have to be revealed yeah. as you go through that process. So if it's a relationship that you desire, and you start down the path, and you know, okay, these are some things I'm strong at, these are some things I'm weak at, and I'm going to work on them. Yeah. As you go through, as you kind of start to date, um, or as you start to try to establish yourself as a leader in business, um, your weaknesses will be revealed. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a clear sign whether you're healed or not in yeah. how you handle those weaknesses being revealed. Mm -hmm. If you can take that in and say, okay, oh, I'm, I'm a little stubborn. Yes. Like, okay, I need to, <laughs> to work mm -hmm. on that. Um, then I think that's a sign that you are healed. I think the mm -hmm. sign that you're not is if you take those weaknesses and you either blame yourself, you're hard on yourself, you retreat, mm -hmm. or you kind of lash out on other people. So once you realize how you're handling those weaknesses, mm -hmm. Or those weaknesses being revealed to you, mm -hmm. that's how you can decide, okay, am I healed or am I not? And then in that case, it's so like, okay, but but how do you talk to that person who doesn't recognize that they're not healed? Mm -hmm. I think the first step to healing is just recognizing that you need to heal. Yeah. Or that you have things that you need to work on. Not really need to heal, but you have things that, sh that you need to work on. Absolutely. Um, and I think the best thing for somebody who doesn't recognize that is to at least have somebody around them to yeah. to point it out to in a loving way. Yeah. You know, to be like, okay, like it's not nobody else's fault. Like this is this is you. <laughs> like <laughs> let's work on it. Um, yeah. How do you talk to somebody who doesn't recognize that they're not healed? Mm, uh, the people so that good. recognize it that they're not and they're working on it think they're fine. They're on the right path. Mm -hmm. It's the people that don't recognize it and. They have to have somebody around them that can point it out. That's the only way to see it. <laughs> That's so good. So, oh my god. Yeah. Just other people around them holding them accountable. Yeah. And also establishing some boundaries is really important mm -hmm. too. I feel yeah. like um, that's something I have effectively been yeah. doing over the last couple of years is making sure that I establish boundaries even through my healing journey, mm -hmm. um, which has been extremely beneficial. Mm -hmm. So before we leave, I, I definitely want you to give some advice to young people who want to kind of follow the same path, whether they want to do life coaching um, or just, you know, build a brand of their mm -hmm. own. Like, what is some advice that you would give them? Um, if you are starting, mm -hmm. excuse me, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm going to that. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> if you are starting, uh, my advice would be to just kind of, when you have the idea initially, mm -hmm. I want to do this. Uh, sit in the playfulness of it for a while. Like, just imagine what it could be. For before you start to get off into the 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 very specifics of it. Okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Da, da, da. Just sit in it for a while. Just imagine how big it could be. Like, just utilize your imagination to to get you excited about it. Yeah. I think when you start something excited, those are the people that to me succeed in the most natural way, the most yeah. or, the most organic way. So. Start that process. Just mm -hmm. if it's a new idea, if it's a new desire, just mm -hmm. sit in it for a while, um, and then allow 
things to start to flow to you. So then start to think about the how. Don't get too specific too fast. Just think about, okay, now how do I want to do it? Not how do I need to do it? Not what is everybody else doing? Just how do I want to do it? Do you want to start to just post your journey naturally, organically? Mm -hmm. Just post mm -hmm. how you're doing it. Um, that's something that they taught us in fitness. It was just, if you are starting out as a fitness coach, just post your own fitness journey first. Mm -hmm. Just do that. And people start to ask how you're doing it, what you're doing. Just do that. Just post your journey. Just start there. Um, let people ask you. Let the demand grow. Like, let people start to make you feel like you have authority. Don't try to establish that authority without anybody recognizing it. Like, yeah. post that journey and let people watch. Oh, wow, you're growing. Oh, wow, you're good at that. Even if it's a product that you're selling. Oh, you're good at that. You're yeah. good at making that or whatever the case is. Or I want some. Like, you know, yeah. whatever that is. Like, um, and let them ask so you can start to develop that sense of authority. But from yeah. them first. And then from there, just... Allow it to grow organically, but do the things on the back end too. Like, yes. you know, make your website, you know, do the, do the back end business things at the same time and start to just learn. I think learning your craft, mm -hmm. but learning business as well. Either hiring somebody who knows about business, the, like the, the real business side of things, um, but perfect the craft. Yeah. If you're making body butter, perfect the craft. If yes. you're coaching, perfect the craft. Like whatever that craft is, study. Study yeah. it, study it, study it. Try to do it as much as possible. Hire, or not hire clients, but um, take on clients that are just practice clients. Take on clients for free. Like, yeah. do what you need to do just to get yourself out there. Like, just yeah. to perfect your craft. Um, and I think everything from there starts to just flow organically. Starts to, starts to just flow organically. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. So let the people know where they can find you, Coach K, and also a new you, Coaching Essex Housing. Yes, yes. Um, my Instagram is Life Coach K. Um, our business Instagram is A New You Coaching, and mm -hmm. our website is A New You Coaching.com. That's awesome. Yes. A N U U Coaching.com. There we go. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much for tuning in, everybody. To follow Keys to Culture Podcast at Keys to Culture Podcast on all platforms. You can watch us on YouTube and stream us everywhere podcasts are played. Or you can follow me at I am Maisha on all social media platforms. Until next time, we see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Girl, that was good. That was great.